0: Good evening, Patriots, and tonight is the end, Monday, of August 28th in the year 2023. Man, I'll tell you, after last hour's show, it was like in super intense. I had to go out and do something worthy of God. Besides, like, Lord, I hope you didn't get upset for me being that fired up with these retards that we seem to be collecting in the world. So I went out and I fed the cows some apples, and that was extremely satisfying. And they are happy now. And God's happy. <laughs> I don't think he was unhappy. I think he was just like, yeah, about time to let that one out. We got enough stupid people in the world getting a little bit impatient. Like, you bet you, Lord, totally impatient. Eco retards and COVID Indians would tell you what a time we live in. Patriots, before we get going tonight, I need you to buckle up and be ready, ready for the greatness, ready for that comfy, Wonderful pillow and the free gift from my pillow. And that would be MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S, to get those great savings and your free gift, which you want to get. And just, like, chill out on, like, the best Patriot store company store in the entire globe. So that's pretty awesome. So head on over there, use that promo code, you'll be happy. The best promo code on the entire web, and it's awesome. So, you know what? I I think I'm going to bring in somebody here. Jim. (laughs)
2: <laughs> how are you man good man it's good to see you well
0: that's fine how are you that's good
2: i'm telling you doing well doing well pod pod podcast hopping tonight
0: podcast hopping you betcha baby pretty awesome
2: Let's yeah it mean, keeps my girlish figure intact <laughs>
0: yeah that would be who needs, the, who needs the carnivore diet i i need it i'll tell well, you i right do now. too that's why i have a freezer full of beef and i've got another one gonna come up full of beef I mean this is this is kind of a here's one for you. And we're, we yep. know, we're talking about covidians and eco retards. Right. Um, Dr. Merritt and I talked today and um she showed me a slide that was stunning. So here here it's a, it shows root root and plant growth based on carbon dioxide, okay? Okay. So the root and plant growth it was literally based on a marijuana plant. So she's showing that the The plant that when the growers are growing it in a greenhouse, the number was 1282 of carbon number. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was massive. I mean, this, like this thing is, you know, skying up in the air and roots that are deep. And then she shows a middle level, which is about somewhere like 680, 600, 700 right in there. Right. Okay. Maybe, maybe like right in about halfway point. And of course, everything's a little diminished. And then she shows this picture on the other side, on the opposite side, which is, four, it's like 480, and the plant looks skinny and scrawny and tiny little roots, okay? So that's all relative to carbon, right? So that's the measurement. The right. numbers are relative to carbon. Our current global carbon level is below 406. Wow. So you start to understand wow. what they're They're literally trying to turn this entire planet into a desert with these. I carbon. think that they are. Yeah, but you know, this is the part, this is where, you know, we talk about retards because we have a lot of them. And... Um, and I'm not. I don't even, And if, by the way, for all of you people out there that said very lovingly, I say that with Christ in my heart that there's just a bunch of flipping retard[s] out here that need to get <laughs> Jesus. And they need to stop being stupid. Good but year. but this is the problem we're having. I mean, can you imagine like the, these people are out here and they're building these carbon capture machines. They're huge. I mean, they're trying to take up northwest, you know, a Midwest property, this farmland, and turn it into carbon capture. And the companies and the people that are building this, you can just kind of see the tears of how dumb people are. Like, oh, I've got a job. It's paying me good money. I'm going to go do this. And then the investors go, oh, this is going to be a great way to make return on our carbon credits. And all the way through. And they're not even realizing that they're walking themselves into the ultimate trap. You can't grow anything. You're going to be in that 15-minute city. You can have all the money you want. You're going to be in your 300-square-foot carbon low-carbon footprint box with a shared bathroom and a shared toilet, and you're going to get three pairs of clothes a year, and you're going to get to drive no more than 1,000 miles a year, and you're going to eat bugs, and you're going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this. That's not fair. I, I wanted to make money. It's like, yeah, the ultimate thing is the fall of people is money.
2: It sure is, and then it brings into um, something you have talked about Probably within the last year, and that is the warehouses full of them growing vegetables. It it it, it allows them to do that right. while taking taking away the land and then turning it into either desert or into those fifteen minute cities for sure. And you're you're right. The you know it's it's a shame that so many people are are not so forward looking. They're so immediate, and as a as a society, we're that way
0: anyway, especially here in the U.S. You know what causes that, which is really frightening, and it's a consequence of fear. Um, when you put somebody in a fear cycle, mm-hmm. they, it's—I've talked about this before—but where you end up with is this place where people become hyperadrenalized, and then as being hyperadrenalized, then the dopamine follows, and it creates by nature because adrenaline hyper focuses us to the threat and then dopamine clears our thoughts and makes that threat kind of time space slow down. That's what the drug is, basically. It's mm-hmm. and the consequence is you can't think long term. So you're starting to see the consequence of the whole society. They can't think long term. I mean, we talk about brain damage and I'm really not kidding. I'm and I, I probably, I don't know. I don't know, I have to see what God says sometime when I'm in front of him going, I'm calling them retards. And he's probably like, You gotta remember, they're my children. I'm gonna be like, Yeah, but they're stupid. But that's <laughs> blessed retards. <laughs> blessed retards are the <laughs> You
2: never God. go full blessed retard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the same thing that porn does. It's the same thing that your, you know, the phones do. Yep. The immediacy and 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 it's interesting that's that's exactly how the the um psychological and engineering teams over at facebook or any of the other platforms but specifically facebook and and they ran that (laughs) they told you what they were doing with um their netflix um show that they did probably a year and a half two years ago where they went in in, and talked to those people and explained how they they had a whole team that that determined what the like button in facebook was going to look like what color it was going to be. And when they decided on blue and they knew the psychological impact of what that blue color would do, then the hue down to the hue of the blue and notice for those of you who still watch television, if you're watching Fox or anything else, there is, there is a lot of blue background. There's a lot of blue, even on MSNBC, a lot of it's red, white and blue, but there is a lot of blue that it's occurring now, even in the commercials too. And that is because it has it registers for a lot of people and gets them to pay attention, calms them down. But then they're also receptive to whatever the 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 message is being delivered. And but you're right. The fear the fear thing is is (laughs) that's a it's I think it's worse than porn because, you know, it's the situations that you've been in personally and a lot of other people when that thing kicks off. You're, you're thinking and operating at a different level and then you have your downtime afterwards you, yeah.
0: you almost feel tired afterwards, right Yeah you, it's, it, it's, that's the adrenaline that's coming out of you right mm-hmm. there. So that's the adrenaline that just like pulls it, it, you it goes through your body it pushes you to a high level it takes like if you've been in a, con, in, a in what they call a tick, which is a troops in contact contact yeah right. it takes upwards of of a week if you've been in a tick like in a day it takes upwards of 7 days for your body to detoxify from that incredibly intense moment of being exposed to all that adrenaline adrenaline flows through your body at just an unbelievable
2: level and so- you can understand then what the people who go through that on a on a daily basis or if if they're you know outside the wire let's say constantly how your body actually acclimates to that sort of thing and then you know you know the guys, who I'm, a lot of them that are talking about who did that on a nightly basis as they were going out and doing that sort of stuff. Think about when you have to come back home. How do you readjust? Well, you don't have to look at it in that manner. It's exactly what they're doing to people here, and we're kind of seeing the byproduct of that now, now, and their inability
0: to cope. Right, so this is where the COVID con number two is going to have a lot of people that are stuck in the same OODA loop, and yep. they're, they're going to find comfort in it because – being out with being away from this masked up world has given them insecurity because what's when you get into these hyper extremes of cycles of adrenaline, you push your body to a state where it will, it will literally destroy itself. So the body has mechanisms. And one of them is the way the subconscious works is that it pivots your thinking into accepting an false reality. It has to, because if it is it's literally looking at system survival. So, as we're going along and being, not we, because I will not include myself in this, but when people are going along wrapped in this fear, this hyper cycles of fear, and they're not able to break out of it, the option is for the for the mind to shift to what gives them no fear. And if that means an, a reality that's different than truth, but it, it calms the body down, they'll do that. That's called a call cognitive break. Or, or, you know, it's like a psychosis that sets in and that's what we're dealing with. So we've had an enormous amount of the population by percentage is probably 30%. And, then, and that's just kind of rough numbers from what I've put together that have gone through a psychotic break. And that psychotic break has brought them into a new state of being where literally they are part of the new normal. And that new normal is cycles of fear, fires are normal, um, you know, winds, hot winds start fires uh, bugs sound good. Uh, eating lab-grown meat is the answer. Bovine farts cause global warming. I mean, these are the sorts of insanities that they've done, and and it's all happened because to fight it stresses them out and stresses the body system out, and the body mm. is trying to survive. Yeah, and that's what's crazy. I mean, we are we're in a. Like, if you're looking for the zombie apocalypse, we are here.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's not even just. It's not even and what you're saying is it's not even drug-induced. Like some of the clips that i think a lot of people have seen you know philadelphia san francisco washington dallas i mean pick pick a pick a pick a city sometimes even pick a town where they're just almost catatonic yeah. in, a, in in their state and again that is exactly what it is that that these people need and want to have happen because that is the control of the populace and The but the other the other interesting technique that you're talking about is is very subtle. You're like, well, I'm not a drug addict. I'm not this. But hey, you know what? They've got you addicted in an entirely different way, and in even a more dangerous
0: way. Because if you don't know that you have it, how do you know how to break free from it? That's a really. This is absolutely true. And this is you see these cycles occur actually with guys that go on deployments, Mm -hmm. and it's the addiction to the adrenaline hit. And this is what causes guys that are doing, you know, like direct action stuff, kicking in doors, going after the bad guys. It's such an intense high that they get addicted to it, and they cycle, cycle, cycle. And that's a huge problem for for soldiers. But in particular, your tier one, tier two operators are heavily involved in that. So when you apply that, though, and this goes back to, and again, this is not me tooting my horn, but unfortunately, this is one of these cases. Is I wish I had not been as right as I was. Okay, But in sure. 2012, I could see this coming. I was working at Fort Meade. I was working at Asymmetric Warfare Group. And the assessment and analysis that I provided and the, the the brief that I did was this, is that we are heading into a new climate of warfare. It is going to be a combination of a public-private partnership, which is exactly what we're living through, and it's going to be the most intense and insidious psychological war ever waged on humanity. We are here. This is it right now. Yeah. And the conclusion of that was... We are ill prepared because it is through the legal channels of commercial advertising that they will backdoor it and we have no authorities to stop it, nor do we have the capabilities Mm -hmm. to counter it. All of that has proven true. The only thing that has come close to, and this is why so many times when I talk about programs, I don't talk about people, but when I mention like the Q program, I can assure everybody that program is for real because it was similar to a concept we were working on, on how to mobilize and awaken people from a deep slumber and to mobilize in, in guerrilla units through the what we call UW frameworks, how to build in, in conflict, there's a phase zero, phase one. Phase zero is shaping. And so in the early phases of shaping, we were, we're preparing the battlefield with information. We were looking at ways to use the digital architecture and in the, in the ecosphere of the digital world to bring together people to awaken them and connect them and then to stimulate them and prepare them for special forces teams to hit the ground. Essentially, I mean in a very much more sophisticated way, but Q has a lot of those components in it, the Q program. Now, not, not the Q cult. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference. We yeah. were just talking about that earlier. Yeah,
2: there is. It there was is. it was a neat it you know it it, it, it was a great uh, it was a neat thing. It 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 caused a lot of people to start or begin to get back into creative thinking and critical, I mean, not creative thinking, but critical thinking. Yeah. The no kidding. We were just talking about this 10 minutes ago. What happened is, is that it, it, it still, it exposed the people who were still energetically apathetic with looking to something else to, to save them whether it would be Trump or whether it would be the GOP or whether it's the Democrat party or whether it's alcohol or whatever, they, they just switched from one thing to another and they're still not doing it. They're still not thinking critically. They're still not researching for themselves. They still look to, to, to something else to, to help them. I think what that does though, is that shows us the, the Christ followers it shows us where the opportunities are because those people too, even within the, the, the Q cult, they're still searching. Yes. They're looking for something. Well, then what's that one thing? We all have found it. And that's our primary task and purpose is to show the people what a relationship with Jesus is like. Right. And why that's important. So it's, it's one thing to, that we do do that we talk about it and we kind of, Talk about it in the way that we do talk about it. On the other hand, in the primary and the the best uh, focal point is that, hey, that is someplace that we can go to work.
0: It's, it's a, yeah, that's an excellent point. I mean, I know the resistance chicks are, at, to a certain point, we're all about, like, we want to get the cute people to Jesus. And I think right now they're pretty fed up, too. They're like, <laughs> these coulters? I mean, it's, they're pretty crazy. But, you know, and I, I'm going to just pivot a little bit because last hour's sure. show was really intense. And it was just and literally just like the Holy Spirit and me just running wild on just the intensity of the times that we're in. And I, I don't, I mean, I, literally, there was no holding back last hour. And I got after that, I once the show finished, I jumped on my ATV and I had two huge bags of apples from the other property and went out there. There is something that I can't, and I know you know what I'm going to talk about. You can't mm-hmm. touch it, you can't really explain it, but it's all over you when you start getting back into the ground and working with animals. And it's all God, trust me. I mean, it's, it's all there, but it is so natively grounding and in, and genetically way i would say it is we put our feet on the ground and we start working with the animals they're you know the, the calves that are just they always crack me up because you come near them and they just start kicking up and they start running away because they're all you know they're kids is what they the are. humans yeah. the humans here yeah it's like and, and they're more kids <laughs> than kids sometimes those calves are really funny Yep, a lot of life um the bull kind of looking at me like why are you here i'm busy with my cows like you know mm-hmm. i'm i'm they're all pregnant, and I'm bored, and I'm trying to find out one that's not. And you're interrupting my moment to sniff them all out and figure it out. So you know, you kind of has that thing going. Working out, you're, you're you're hurting my game, bro. Yeah, you're, you're interrupting <laughs> my dating hour, you know. And then and then you got the other ones, you know, that are out. There, all the other cows are just kind of looking at you like, I was grazing, and you got the ATV in the area. Like, did I ask for that tonight? And then you start pouring the apples out, and they're like, huh, wonder what that's about, you know. So you got, but I mean, when I, I it's comical in a way, but it's. It's so real, and this is the problem I think we have so much in society, is people are so disconnected from reality in the land. We live inside boxes, we walk on on, you know rubber-soled shoes, we're disconnected from the earth. Everything we do, we're insulated and isolated from the real world. And when we finally take (laughs) a step out and you breathe, you know, when I'm driving tonight looking for my coyotes, I still haven't found the kill, but I'm going to. But you know, that's another thing is it's like, There's a really cool piece for me whenever I get on that ATV because I have my I use what was my grandfather's rifle when he was on a horse. It's a it's a savage model 99 original and it's got his it still has his leather scabbard that he had when he was on the horse. Mm -hmm. And so I have that scabbard under it's on just like I would if it was my horse it's my ATV. It's under my right leg, it's there, right? And um, and it's there just like I'm riding and it's, you're driving around and everything's very real. And it's just something I think that so much of what's happened in our world is as we become increasingly pulled into these spheres, even of the information war. If we don't take time to step back and put our feet on the ground and literally spend some time with God, we find ourselves in tailspins and disconnected for everything.
2: Yeah, it's just, it is a constant, it it is a constant body blow and then it's a and then it's some to the face and then it's some to the to the nether region and you, you as people we you were just explaining that earlier we can't withstand that yeah. but i think it you that disconnect or okay let's use uh, your show and kind of what we were talking about before <clears throat> so you you're you're kind of ramped up a little bit from it because it was you know you had the holy spirit and you doing work and then you were able to decompress, but you were able to decompress in a, in the more natural way. Mm-hmm. And you were because, and and the neat thing about it is, it wasn't like a true decompression and disconnection from, like like everybody normally does. It was a, actually a decompression through reconnection on a different level with God. Exactly. You guys were connecting it one way, and then you were like, "Hey, I'm going to come back down a little bit, but I'm still going to connect over here." And he was like, "Here's all of this cool stuff." Whereas people have a tendency to g- disconnect and then go watch TV or get on their phone or do something like that. And in some places, you just said it; they can't connect because there's concrete around. Yeah. And I've done the same thing, not to.
0: Well, no, but I think you hit. Talk about me, but I can really- get
2: outside at night and just.
0: Yeah, I mean, you hit on something really important there, which is exactly what you just said: is that when we go to a decompression state, too often, where we end up is we we go to the digital appliance again, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I really kind of got myself in a habit. I mean, forced myself, especially I mean, pretty much anywhere, but especially up here at the property. And like I, when I finish this show, pretty much every night, I step away, and I mean, I go outside, I sit on the porch. Sometimes I light up my pipe. Oh yes, I drink. I smoke a pipe. I'm probably like I'm probably going to go to hell for that one, but that's okay. And, and uh, it's
2: a it's a tobacco pipe, kids. Right? Not a not a crack pipe for Thank those you. of you in California
0: <laughs> and Oregon. Yeah, if you're in and Oregon, Oregon. <laughs> those pip- of you in Portland in, in Portland in Portland, we have to translate pipes. Used to be with tobacco, not with pot and everything else. All the garbage like hash used to do put in there today. Pipes meant something today. You have to qualify. It's a tobacco pipe. Right, which is actually a handmade pipe from France by, it's called Nutton's Pipes. pretty awesome. Anyway, um, just to sit and relax. And I, and I really find myself in these places where you just sit and you watch the stars, you watch the moon, and you just enjoy the presence of God. And, th- and that is so powerful when you give God a chance to speak. I mean, there's a formality to, you can do a formal type meditation in the morning, kind of get there you know, have a conversation with God, open yourself up to where he's going to lead you look on scripture. And then you can have this kind of, which I do like this kind of casual session, sitting in a chair, looking at the sky, having an open conversation and just enjoying that response and conversation with him because it's there. If we are, if we're willing to listen, Mm -hmm. I think that's the big thing. And we have, but we have to shut the rest of this nonsense out. Our world is noisy.
2: Yeah, it is noisy. And it is, i think some people have a a difficult time understanding what that is but if you will correlate that with a relationship with anybody that's in in, in your earthly relationship whether that's your spouse or your significant other they're going to be a little tweaked if you just don't take the time to to spend with them putting your phone down turning the tv off and just talking and that's exactly what god desires for us to have with him and we get to, and and the crazy thing is, I think is gets lost is we get to do that any time of day or any time of night. And we just have a tendency as people not to, not to choose that. Well, it, and yet it's still the most fulfilling thing within you.
0: When you do these phones are the biggest problem. Yeah. These damn oh, yeah. And I'm literally looking, I'm in the process right now of changing all my comms, the way I'm going to do stuff because I have this super expensive iPhone. Thank goodness I paid for it and it's not on contract because I can therefore destroy it will destroy it
2: (laughs) and not have to owe anything.
0: And this is I know it's probably sounds crazy because I think these stupid iPhones were like twelve or fifteen hundred dollars, something absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. And I need at the time I needed one. I didn't have an alternative to it. I've found one now. I'm not sure if I'm going to spend the money on it because I'm really asking myself, I mean, what? I'm looking at my use cases on this. What is it that I actually use it for? I I've moved. I I wear a regular analog watch. Okay. Nope. For my time. Um, I'm when I'm driving now. Increasingly, I'm using maps, and I'm going back to old way. I'm breaking from using GPS. The issue of, you know, calls secure calls. I can do that with a sat phone, which is really secure. And mm-hmm. I have a sat phone. And then I start looking at texts and I start looking at emails. And I ask myself during the day, why is it that I need to text and email people during the middle of the day when I'm doing stuff? I can sit at the desktop and do the same thing, right? Right. So, so the, the question and, and
2: just and like segregate your time and a lot of time just for that. Right. right. And that's how we in a segmented it. part of the day.
0: So we used to do it. I mean, when I was in when I ran my construction company in two thousand to two thousand five, I mean, literally You'd have to shut your phone off and do your work because otherwise you're constantly being interrupted. And you noticed it in the workflow when you're working with your hands because like you're measuring to cut something, phone rings, you stop, you have to go back and remeasure twice. And your productivity just plummets. It just destroys you. So you you would put the phone aside and focus on your work. And then at lunch, check up on messages. And at night, check up on messages. But you'd leave it away. We're at this point now when we're we're talking to ourselves, going, okay, I need to connect with God. Wait a minute, I gotta check the email. And I want to pray to God. Wait a minute, I gotta check my email. And 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 Lord, I, I would like to talk to you about wait a minute, I gotta check my email. I mean, if I was if I was a God, I'd be sitting here going, All right, I'll tell you what there, son. Um, when you decide to grow up and put your stupid toys away, I'll be right here. But in the meantime, I'm just gonna let you walk around and run your face into the wall. And I hope you enjoy it.
2: Yeah. How important is the news to you? As, as as compared to what i have to talk with you about i mean he's god and <laughs> uh, you know you i mean <laughs> and, and i have i fall into the same trap too you know when you get on your phone you want to look at what's happening now some of that's this is not the cop-out portion of the show where the conley says hey i got to look at stuff because i got to do my show and scott's going to look at his stuff because he's got to figure out what we're going to talk about there is that but there is an overabundance of time that is spent on that phone when it really could be just talking to God. He's going to tell us, he's going to tell you um, what it is that you need to know. And why do we not put ourselves in, that's a great, and this is a rhetorical question <laughs> it's more for me. Why don't, why do we, why don't we put ourselves in those spaces to be able to, to do that with him? Yes. There's some of you in chat and listen to the show that do it a whole lot better. High five the in general we could all be doing a whole lot better that way things will be a whole lot things will work out a whole lot better we'll hear better than having that thing next to us
0: you know know, yeah I agree. or your tv on i mean i've been literally guy going through apps and just purging apps first of all it's like i don't need this but then you have to ask yourself like every single thing you have now they track you on these phones and i listened to this piece on by edward snowden today and it's It's worse than that because even when you, and this is how he points it out. You put your phone on sleep and then someone calls or sends you a text and the phone wakes up and he says, well, and he points out how does that happen? Because there's two codes within this. There's a unique code to this phone. It's tied to this phone. And because it's tied to this phone, no matter where it is, it's constantly talking to the towers, right? Mm -hmm. So when someone calls, and, the, and that number's being searched, that little there's two numbers, I-M, I-M-I-E number, I think the one is and the other. So these right. two numbers it register this phone in the towers, it's it sends it out and it looks for it and it finds it, and that means it's always talking and always on. So no matter where you are, this phone knows where you are, mm-hmm. as long as it's with you, right? right? So when you start to think about where we're going in COVID con round two, when they're telling you that vaccines are probably gonna be mandatory for everybody, and they've already preloaded the COVID passes and COVID contact tracing stuff in here, and people are like, "I shut it off." You didn't shut it off. <clears> they <throat> just told you you shut it off because yes. this thing is already talking to the towers. They know where you are. They know if you went and got your vax or didn't get your vax. And this is where it's it's extrapolated data based on movement that comes from the phone, right? And they can you can tell a whole list of behaviors. So I'm you know I make a point more and more. Like today's not a good example because I had cheap work done I had I had several calls I needed to take it with me but when I finished with those I'm like why didn't I why don't I just bring my sat phone now here, here's the thing I'm going to hear this is of gonna be it's expensive yes sat phones are expensive but they're no more expensive to buy than a new iPhone trust me I've already done this route okay. right second thing is well the minutes are expensive they're not as cheap because you can't get unlimited plans you're right but why do we need to talk so much that's the next question. <laughs> <idea. laughs>
2: excellent point all right I mean, and it's what, and
0: it's true i mean we need to get back to being more efficient and the thing about the sap phone you start thinking about it you're like okay i don't want to make that call because it's going to cost me a little bit
2: because it's going to cost me something that's
0: that's, yeah. that's a, that's a perfect dissent
2: you remember the seal you remember the seal that um once he got out of the teams he transitioned into a woman you remember uh, that guy yeah you yeah, remember that story yeah, vaguely yeah, and yeah. but then transitioned back to a man Saw that he was—that was the wrong thing to do—and then came to Christ and all that kind of stuff. Saw him on in an interview and talking about the phones. He said, "Your battery could be out. You—you you, you can have it off, but like you said, but he even went a step further. They know where you are anyway when that phone is off or taking the battery out. Period. Yeah, it's—it's it's still they have." They have to have those back doors, especially in the apps, but in the phones, they have to have those back doors put in. And he said, there's high speed, smart people that are working within the government that can pinpoint anybody wherever they want to. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bad idea. Can they do the same thing with sat phones? You'd probably be able to speak to that a whole lot better than I could. Are you still tethered? You know, is one still tethered? No.
0: So here, you know, t- it's, it's, technology wise
2: to satellites, is, maybe satellite, but,
0: you're going up, you're not going, you're not constantly cruising through, right? Through, right. So when you, in the satellite phone, like when it's off, it's off. And I can prove that because when you turn it on, it has to search for a satellite to make a connection. And so it's, that's part of the process of it limits to the accuracy of where they get you. Now, once you, once you get into the you know, Elon Musk Skynet Shh. thing, they're <laughs> yeah. probably gonna be able to track you down to the millimeter and then drop a JDAM on you and call you a day. But besides that, um, they, they call it the flying grenade. It was developed where I worked and it was literally a drone with a grenade that can track right to your cell phone and go right into your head and blow up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice. But I mean, that's what we're talking about,
2: right? Sure. Oh, so yeah. The, the they're, they're using is, that in
0: Ukraine right now. Right. So the challenge I'm having, and I'm just you know, as I'm kind of praying on this and walking through this, because I don't like having my phone around. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like it with me if I when I drive. Many times I throw it in a Faraday bag, so you can't track it. It shuts it off completely. Right. Um, I keep it around more in emergency. My sat phone's in a Faraday bag. And that's for multiple reasons. But the real question is, and it gets down to the principles of really Jeremiah 6.16, seek the ancient paths. So the question is, like, when we have our phone on, so let's take this as an example. We put the phone on, you stick it up on GPS, right, because you're going to go on a long trip. Take the road trip I'm about ready to take. Dude, I've taken this trip from Oregon to Wyoming and down Enough times in my life I can do it without maps. Okay. Mm-hmm. But instinctively, I throw that damn phone up there and I turn on GPS and I say guide me. And then you get on these long roads where it says like 120 miles straight and we still keep it on. Why do we do that? <laughs> because
2: because we've 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 conditioned ourselves. Right. And I know that's you know that. That's we've just we've trained ourselves and it's just and that is the the evil genius behind. Behind the bad guys having really smart guys who know what they're doing.
0: They right. know they know the psychology of man. Very well. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it's really sick. So here we have this, you know, like this. And so I, I'm going through a process right now in preparation for this trip out to Kentucky, which is why do I need these toys, right? I mean, what sure. do I critically need? And how, so the example is like I just I'm setting up a pretty cool way of doing podcasting from the Jeep gonna be pretty hot. I just, I'm just mm-hmm. located a new mic. It's perfectly set for it, and it's and I I can jump off this phone. All right, so that's fine. I mean, I, maybe that's what I end up doing. Rip this thing out down all the apps off of this thing, so I just have down to my bare b- bones of what I need, nothing else. Right, and then I can literally jump off the phone, or I can use the phone as a jump site. But I'm also looking at like what happens if we do internet off of satellite. Now, the, here, that's a cost thing, because I'm not sure I want to take out a mortgage on the property to pay for my sat phone bill when you start doing satellite internet, right? Mm-hmm. But Without
2: launching into, without tying into, or tethering into Starlink. Right. That's going to be the selling point mm. for Starlink, which is what they're doing in Maui right now.
0: Right. I mean, oh, that's, oh, what an atrocious thing. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think that we just have to start rethinking. And so I think that part of the step back, there's a number of things that we can do. And I, and I think in terms of regaining our connection with God, understanding that we're in a, it's not easy in this modern world, but we literally are walking into a period in the next few weeks that everybody has to start asking some hard questions (laughs) and we don't have time to waste. And this is why I'm doing this inventory hard. I mean, I'm looking at seriously, how am I going to run the podcast and do things and not have to have a phone and what am I gonna rely on? And so part of that answer is first of all, reduce the phone usage to exactly what's essential. Nothing more. Mm-hmm. Don't it's not a chat situation. Get rid of your games. You don't need it for shopping lists, use paper. You don't need you don't need it for calendars. You can use your laptop and check it when you're when you're there, right? And if someone says, "What, well, um, what's your what's your calendar?" You probably should be keeping keeping a paper calendar. But if you're keeping a digital calendar, which I do because Hannah helps keep my schedule right, I can do that off the laptop. So, so. I think it. I think by doing that, you're gonna it it
2: it it reinvigorates a person's physical mind. You have to actually take the time to physically write something down. It creates new habits instead of becoming l- mentally and physically lazy and relying on that. Well, I just can just look at my phone. You have to actually go through the process of, of doing that action. That's that stimulates the mind in a
0: much better way Well, you're, because me, you're having to think. I'll tell you, there's a real, real case, real case study here. Um, in 2001, I was rear-ended by a Mack truck in my van. I was, by, I was running my construction company. I went to do a garbage pickup, was heading back from the dump, as I recall. And I remember looking in the rearview mirror, and there was a guy that was talking on his cell phone, not paying attention. And that Mack truck, I was in, in the fast lane in traffic, stopped in traffic, and he hit the van doing 50 to 60 miles an hour. So he took a Ford van and turned it into a Pinto, which is kind of an interesting experience. That, I'd recommend. <laughs> that is.
2: <laughs> and and you're not a small story.
0: guy. So, a whole long story to all of this about, you know, but in, as the end of it, I came out of this with a closed head injury, which um, we now know as, you know, um, I'm trying to think what we would call it after IEDs, but anyway TBI. You know, TBI. I, and I was one of the early cases of TBI. In fact, interestingly, the TBI clinics in the beginning were in Portland and Seattle, which is me. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I went through a, about two and a half to three years of seeking out healing because I had lost for 90 days all my short-term memory. I had 90% soft tissue injury. It was I hardly could walk. It took me about 18 months to recover and still trying to run a business. And then I stumble on a speech and language pathologist someone recommends to me. Who had dealt with autism, hmm. and I sit down and talk to this lady, and she literally, I, she says, "Give me your symptoms." And I start to talk, and she says, "Stop." And she now recites back to me: "This is and I've never read her before. All of my symptoms." And I go, "I mean, I don't even know what to say. How did you know this?" And so she goes to explaining to me what had happened: that you've had an impact in your brain, you've lost all your neural connectors, and we have to rebuild them. This is to your point, okay? Hmm. And mm-hmm. how do you rebuild them? And so I still use this technique. She taught me how to do my day planning where you would literally write a list of stuff and then you would convert that list into stick drawings. Really? Vis- visually seeing yourself through a stick drawing of doing each act what? and putting a clock in the picture. These are just quick to get stick drawings you can do. And so it's kind of like frame by frame. It's like a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And what that does is exactly what you're saying is your your mind starts to rebuild the networks because it's seeing yourself in space working, not just words. And it was amazing because right. I went from you know all these problems to literally within a short period of time where I'd spent a year and a half trying to get this all solved within a few months everything was recovered and healed. Hmm. So your point is exactly right because it's the process of writing, is writing, visually seeing, it's the process of, of smelling the paper, it's the process of, of thinking through the picture, all these senses work, mm-hmm. and in this digital space, none of that happens.
2: It's it's a dystopia of yeah. disconnection with this thing that you, know, you have in your hand, or you put in your pocket, or you put in your purse, or you put it still on next to your bed, <clears throat> and you know what's interesting it goes back to what you were saying the, early on in the show it goes back to the fear you created a fear in you of of missing out you know the FOMO thing um I'm going to miss out on a text or I'm going to miss out on an email I'm going to miss out on some news mm-hmm, man and then what happens when you go through your day especially for you news junkies <laughs> like some of us are and you're not seeing anything different you're kind, you're disappointed there's like a a a, a a mental and almost physical letdown because nothing has happened in three hours. And then you know Biden comes on the stage, let's say, and you're kind of back up. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a I think it's a great idea to just park that sucker away. And if if we have the faith that we proclaim that we have in in God and in and in Jesus, He's not going to keep you from knowing something that
0: you need to know. hundred percent, dude. That is so you know? dead on. So there, here's a here's an interesting test for everybody to, to try. Um, and this is worthy to really see how much the phone affects you and how much you enjoy it after you do this. This is big. Mm-hmm. So you need to, and you just have to Google this, because I just did just to Google it. I don't use Google. I use Brave. Um, but just to, in in. Apple, I think you have to go to Settings, Accessibility, I think is where it's under. But change your phone to grayscale. And it takes away all the color. There's no more color on your phone. Mm-hmm. It. It's just okay. black and white. Now, if people will do this. You will find immediately how much there is a visceral response in your body. You will discover suddenly you don't like that phone much anymore. Things don't look as fun. You will, res- you will discover. How much the colors have been designed to lure you in, to keep you addicted, the whole thing. So mm-hmm. and even watch videos, because your videos will turn to grayscale. And is that in the is that in the brightness, the display and brightness it part? It might be. I, and I'm I'm reading okay. here. It says it's in accessibility. So let's try it what we're talking Oh, here it is. Yeah, here you, it is. You find it? Okay. So it's um in, display yeah, and text size. size. Yeah. Touch. And it's under accessibility. So I gotta find accessibility. Remember that. All right. Is. So anyway, but that that's, here it is, accessibility, and then you have to go down to tap display and text size. There it is. Mm-hmm. And then it says okay. select color filters. So you go to, I don't see my color filters. I oh, do. there it is. There it is. Color filters are off right now. Uh, we'll yep, color, turn them on. Turn the color filter on and just go to grayscale. Now grayscale. The entire, the entire wow. phone is grayscale. And it, it's, you just look at it and you're like, you know, that's like too much garbage on the screen. Oh, dude, dude, dude. Is that wild or <laughs> it what? Did it. I told you, man. My my eyes hurt now. Right. I mean, it's like now you start to realize how much this color stuff that they're doing is addictive. Wow. It is. It's all just basically black and white type yeah. stuff. Oh, change, that's it, interesting. It all right, I someone mean, let's it, see what that does. Yeah, I mean, that's and so when you do that and then you take off alerts Right? Because that's another mm-hmm. one. These pop-up alerts go on your screen. You wipe right. those out. Because you got a Pavlovian response. Right. So you stop doing that. And so you get do grayscale. Then pretty soon what you're going to do is you're going to find yourself like, why do I have these apps? You're going to start ripping these apps out of here that you don't need. And then start putting your phone, when I do this all the time, I keep my phone on silent all the time. Do not disturb. I don't want to be bothered. Right, And then shut your ringer off right Mm -hmm. and then you're unless you are waiting specifically for a call don't turn it back on and the other thing is let things go to voicemail right Right. people are calling you and text catch up on them later so all of that and then when you're driving around i mean if you're just not using the phone get a faraday bag for it
2: sure which is this going to make me better looking yes it's got to it's got to yeah wow it, it
0: will it'll make you lose weight too i wish people could see me in grayscale oh, maybe that would that help i'm going to tell you right now when you start taking your picture in grayscale they'll think mm-hmm. you, they'll think you lost 20 pounds right there <laughs> great so i mean i'm gonna, get, I'm gonna look anemic now okay. with the oh, on. oh you are it's gonna be bad they're gonna be like jim eat more beef <laughs> that man needs <laughs> to eat more get all the grandmas and moms feed that man yeah, so it's good. I mean, this is really um, this is a very good exercise, and it, it releases us from the bondage of the phone, and it gets us down to the nitty gritty, and you start to really function the phone as for what it is, which is something. Uh, this the, the phone is a little bit more than it is about a, basically an advanced brick. Yep. Right, and yep. you really appreciate it when there's no signal out there. It's it is this to brick. So you you know when I get out on the ranch, I, I
2: found myself. And had and I did work on this personally. And it, where where we sit, it we get very little signal. And I found myself getting agitated. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's what's I can't I can't, can't call out. I can't you know all that. And then I had really had to seriously had to calm myself down and go, dude, you're in a good space. Nobody can reach you. You can't check anything. All you need to do is focus on those animals. You're gonna focus on what God has out here. And it's, you, you get to just narrow what it is you're thinking. And I've learned over, you know, a short period of time, Hey, this is actually pretty cool. And, and, and it is, and you know, what's interesting is the grayscale thing. It all ties into, look at, look at Vegas, look at, look at any big city. What is it that they have now primarily on their buildings or bridges? You've got, you've got, you know, different colored neon lights and they'll change and, you know, obviously Vegas is bright and shiny. They want to keep you up, so it you know you're they pretend it's daytime. You don't know. Same thing inside casinos. Casinos are built the same way. the The carpets are done that way. They've done this. They've done a very good job of that on the phone. But they put this in there for the smart people, and um, it is actually really pretty cool. So, I bet I bet a lot of people are going to notice a difference.
0: Uh, if they do it, so in a couple uh, days. So, here's another couple tricks for people to think about. We're going to kind of wrap this up in a minute, but you bet. <clears throat> and you should, I'm very serious about all these things I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. um, when you're one of the things that we use phones for, I mean, we've become accustomed to starting using phones for everything. And even though we can't type on them with two fingers, we try to tell ourselves we can. And we're always doing like back, backspace and trying to do the corrections of the stuff that aren't working. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Wasted time is my point. If you will, for being outside like you're saying, go back to a to go back to a spiral binder or a spiral notepad. Yeah. Okay, and look at what surveyors do or did. Yeah. So get a waterproof. They make it. I'm looking at some right here. Waterproof top spiral notebooks, three by five. You use them in the military. You use yep. them out here, and then get an appropriate pen that goes with it. And one of those things. They have a um, rain print. They also have a space pen. These are all, they have things that work in the rain. So you yeah. can, and so for a couple dollars, you're going to get this setup that where you literally can go out there and be writing in any weather, right? Mm-hmm. Take your notes, do your thing, and you don't need the phone. So when you're out right. there writing along and you're like, oh my goodness, there's a great idea. And you're, you're like, I need to get my audio notes going. No, you don't. To stop for a minute and take in the moment and write it down and just go back to those note things and go back to old school. As we do this, that we diminish the need for the phone. And pretty soon you're going to discover that like, oh, I don't really need the phone or I don't, I'm just going to need a flip phone. And that's, that's where we should be.
2: When you get down to it ultimately, and that's part of the reason why it took me so long to change from a six to 11. And I've had this 11 for a long time for two and a half or three years. I look, I did look at it that way. It's just a phone. And this one's a little bit bigger because I can get the text size a little bit bigger (laughs) because at 54, you need to see better. Yeah. However, I think, though, you even begin to, to you can change, I think, your eyesight to a degree. Your body will your body will move in the direction you want it to go. And I'm not saying you're going to change your eyesight and you're going to see 2020 you know i mean i think but i i i no doubt I, you know where i'm going with that if you can change the receptors if you can change the receptors in your brain like you did and again i'm not going to say that you i'm not proclaiming that you can change your eyesight however i'm not going to limit what god can do then if he has you doing that then you you definitely can physiologically change your body to adjust to that new thing. And it probably will end up being better.
0: Well, and just as another kind of the things that these digital appliances do to us, which is extremely important, Mm. when your eyes, when you're working with paper and you're working outside, your focus is going from short to long and medium. They're constantly changing. And so if you work on the computer, you're, you're, you're actually flattening your eye. It's physically flattening because you're not looking at depth. And the sure. consequence of that is you affect your eyesight. You People work on the computer, and I'm guilty of it. Your eyesight tends to get worse. Mm-hmm. So exercises can be done and should be done if you're working in a, in a uh, desktop environment where you're literally taking a break every 30, 45 minutes. You're supposed to focus near, middle, far, far, middle, near, and work that adjustment. But when you're away from the phone and you're writing and you're doing things, working in a kitchen... Working outside, all of a sudden, you're, you're all these different textures and dimensions are there, and your eye is constantly adjusting, and you're rebuilding muscles. So yes, right. you can improve your sight, and that's a really important part. So
2: that's why you guys need to come to Bard's Fest because that's what will happen.
0: It is. We're, well, we're, plus we'll heal you. That's just pretty. Yeah, we will,
2: and the tickets are on sale. Bardsfm.com.
0: There you go. Like didn't even have to say it. Thank you, Jim. You are so welcome. That's awesome. So go get your, your tickets for Bard's Fest. <laughs> There you go. Get your tickets for Bards Fest.
2: Yeah. There 100. may be food. We don't know.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, You may have to fish for it. The, the barbecue master's telling you to go get tickets. It's going to be awesome.
2: <laughs> it's going to be good. You know what? You know, I know we've talked about the, what our we think the number of people are going to be there. And I, I just have it on my heart. There's going to be more than
0: that number. Oh, dude. I'm already telling you, if it's any indication of what we've seen in the first few days of ticket resales, mm-hmm. um, and it's not like we're close to that number yet, but I'm telling you, there's going to be quite a few people there.
2: Yeah. And it's, and if you haven't been, and God's, God's going to, and God wants you to go, God is going to have a plan for you to be able to go. So, and I know I've seen it in chat I've seen it before with the first one and this, and this last one in California, God will, will make that happen for you. And if you can't, you can still check it out online and you can still listen to it live and you still connect with the family that way. But if this is the first time and you're a little, you don't know if you want to go, I'm just suggesting that you do because you're going to connect. You're going to listen to some neat people and you're going to hear some neat things, but it is, it is actually, this is the cool thing that, and I'm going to, I'm going to brag on you. It is the neat thing that you have moved this into the direction that it is, and that is breaking bread, and there is just nothing, nothing like it. The food's gonna be average, so keep the bar low on that. But it is just gonna be the communion that you have with with everyone else that's there. It, it, you just won't have experienced it. Whether you're a Baptist and you guys eat lunch after church, it won't be like that either. It'll be a whole different level. It'll be it's just something neat. It's something neat, and it and it. I tell you what it is. You, it, it. I can describe it this way. What you just described after the podcast tonight, your early show, and then going out and connecting, and that feeling that you had after that. You guys are going to feel that for three and four days, and you're going to feel it afterwards, and you're going to be able to plug back into that. You'll you'll be reminded every time you listen to one of the shows
0: of what you experienced there, and God wants that for you. Yeah, it's good ball. And it's good call. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Jim's going to yeah. be running the grill. If you, Jim's humble, his food was outrageously good. And, uh, <laughs> we Thank had you. a fantastic time in Yuba City, and I'm uh, really looking forward to having that again. It's good. So I'm going to. I yeah. just want to wrap up here, um, and I'm going to have you back on um, next week. We're going to talk more detail about Bars Fest. I just wanted to have a chat tonight. You uh, bet. I want. I do. I do want to leave this with everybody. I want you to do some research at home. Because I want you to imagine a different, an old style world that still exists. And this is literally ancient paths. So we've been talking a lot tonight about technologies and its limitations, the, the kind of cult of technology that surrounds us. So there's a race, and I, I'm going to encourage everybody to please look this up. The race is called Golden Globe Race. Golden Globe Race. And this is what it is. It is a sailing race. And it begins... And it's done every couple, every year, every two years. It begins up in France, and La Sable de, Ol, de Lone de de Lone, de Lone France, and the race goes. It travels from France, and they go down to the Cape Cape Good Hope, which is the tip of South Africa, and they go down to Storm Bay, which is the tip of Saudi, of Australia, which is on the, you know, near the pole, and then it comes across through the Cape Horn, and then it comes back up to France. So it's an entirely around the world race. Now, here's why you need to look this up. You cannot use any electronics on this race. You cannot use GPS. You cannot use, you're allowed in case of an emergency to literally break glass and call uh, and use a certain like sat phone. But if you do, you're immediately disqualified. You are allowed to make, I think it's, I I don't know, it's a couple minutes every day or every couple days. You're allowed to use a radio to call home to your family just to let them know you're alive. But it's also a single sailing race, meaning solo sailing. Nobody but yourself in this boat. And the boat sizes are about 33 to 37 feet, which is not huge. Mm -mm. And this is entirely old school. They do sextant type navigation at night. They use compasses. And my point of this is every year there's a whole group of these people that go out there and do this. They live off the boat for one year is what it ends up being. Right. Wow. Um, and wow. this is truly an amazing race. And it's one I would encourage people to look at and study because that's the world that we're being kept from. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> and it's, it's the world that is still there and it, and it works great and there's no problems, and people are so accurate in their navigation that they don't need GPS, Mm-mm. right? All of the technology things have done one thing, they've made us dumber, yeah, all of us. Dumber, dumber and lazy. Dumber and lazy. And we need to start getting back to the old way. So I would encourage everybody to check that out. I think you'll find it very amazing. It's worth watching. And when the race comes out, um, it's it's worth watching. So we need to break from technology, we need to go back to the ancient paths, Get back to like when I'm building the butchery. I think I told you this. I mean, I'm building it two ways. I've got the electric stuff we're going to, we're acquiring, but my whole butchery is ultimately going to be able to function with dry meat curing and a butcher, a cleaver, and a saw. That's it. And a saw. That's right? all. It's That's all it. you need. That's it. So, all right. What else you got, Jim? Cause I'm ready to close it.
2: <sighs> Nothing. I mean, it was just, this is just a good, just a good, it's a, just a good show. God is God is so cool. You know the neat thing is he's here. He's here every night. Yes. And he's and he's pleased. He's pleased. So pleased. That's our goal too. But try to get to Bard's fest if you can. He may even have some of these high speed boy scouts that will teach sextant reading. Who knows? you got we, some
0: navy you got some navy guys coming yeah we do we, we got a couple we got a, a couple navy seals coming in there. that's right yeah we do it's going to be pretty outrageous we got a. we have some special operators and we're encouraging more to come it's going to be pretty awesome definitely getting uh cory terry a retired uh team sergeant from special forces is going to be teaching kids teens and adult classes on 18 Delta medical stuff. So it's going to be pretty awesome. right? So some T triple C stuff. Yeah. Man. yeah it's going to be good. And of course we got yeah. Pete Chambers there and uh, Sergeant Major Joe Vega. I mean, we got, we got some, we got some heavy hitters, man. So yeah, if you if you're it, want, you're going gonna to get good. a chance all to meet pipe hitters, pipe hitters. And, <laughs> and then, right. and then when they get through with all their stuff, you know, it's going to be the grand finale, Jim. Tell me, I, I'm going to bring them up. We're going to talk about all their high speed mm-hmm. stuff. And then we're going to call up somebody. I'm going to say, gentlemen, I'm going to let you introduce you to the most vicious, most deadly person we've ever built in Bardsfest, in Bards Nation. And they're going to say, who? I'm going to say, first of all, look out. She's got a mom's voice. And then she's going to appear. It's going to be punky with her flamethrower. She's going to be completely, completely, dude. completely torqued out. Do and you want to see
2: tier one guys cower in fear? Yeah, they're going to be like, look out. She's got
0: <laughs> napalm in her, in, her, in her veins. And this, she's going to be hunting lizards. And they're going to be yep. like. Go punky, go. He's got
2: a flamethrower in one hand and a taco in the other.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there it is. I'm That's doing it. I and mean, she's literally going to be out there like, boys, you got nothing. I'm going to fry my meat with a flamethrower today <laughs> and eat it right off the spit. So that'll be good. You haven't
2: been dealing with these red wrecks for four days over here by the fishing hole.
0: That's exactly right. <laughs> you want to see fried fish? I'll show you fried fish. You're going to wait in the water and cook them right in there. You just
2: cook them right there. I love the smell of flamethrower mm-hmm. in the morning. Oh, it good. smells like fish.
0: Absolutely. All right, Jim. Hey, let's pray it out. Let's you start. Go.
2: Let's go, boy. Father. Thank you. Thank you for an amazing night. Thank you for an amazing group of kids, of your kids that come here every single night. We are just so blessed to be able to call you Father. Thank you for the sacrifice of your Son on the cross. That has enabled us to have a relationship with you through Him. And because of that, we know that we're just here for this time right now, but we get to spend eternity with you when you decide to call us home. Continue to strengthen us. Continue to provide the courage for us. Continue to put the hedge of protection around us, all of us, our family, our kids, our parents, our grandparents. We, are, we need that more now. You know, <laughs> thank you for Scott brings a bunch of wisdom in a very just real, intelligent, but, but well-spoken way that we can understand what is going on. Thank you for your love. Thank you for giving us even the times that we don't ask for it. Thank you for being there with us. It is always, always amazing that we get to pray and say your name, Jesus, every time we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Jesus, I want to thank you for just being with us here tonight, just as we're cruising through some conversations, just being chill. And just the whole time, just having you in our heart as we put everything forward. And I think really, Jesus, it just I've, I had one thing just in my prayer to ask, and it would just be that let us be more relaxed and enjoy the relationship with you and not be so rigid and feel like it's unattainable. I mean, let's just open this door, literally open the door, invite you in, have a seat at the table, and let's dine. And so, Jesus, we're just opening the door today, and we're telling you, here we are. Come on in, have a seat, and let's dine, and let's dine together. Let's enjoy these times together. And Jesus, we just ask that that concept just flows over into Bars Fest as we're really going to be there with breaking bread and sharing that time with one another and truly getting to know each other and just enjoying our time together in such an amazing way. So, Jesus, thank you for this evening. Just blessed, and just thanks for being with us. And thank you for Jim. Who's just uh He's got such a great heart and just appreciate everything he's doing. And thank you for this amazing nation that we've built here, Bars Nation, which is truly the bedrock, I truly believe, for the revival of this nation, continue to guide us and keep us true in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're good. Right on, right on. Did you know? Did you know the kid count used to be an Olympic rower? I did. She's the kayak queen. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that she's going to do kayak all the way to Hawaii and to Maui and bring a and bring a, a like a care package or something.
2: That's what I heard. That's yeah. the word around the campfire.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. So I'm looking forward to that one. That'll be good. I am too. We're she, looking forward she, to an update. She's going to have to get a sat phone and to communicate to us. And then T'Bunky's going to go out there and hunt stuff in the ocean to feed her with a flame. <laughs> Thank goodness it's on a kayak and not yeah. a bike. No kidding. That's good. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, like. Foot pegs into concrete don't work. That's what throws you off. Before Bards Fest at, you know, like wee hours of the morning or whatever it was, racing some hairpin turns in Southern California, trying to keep up with the young kids, finding your, mm-hmm. to, your your toe peg drilled into the concrete, getting launched over the over the pedals, and then going, oops, I can't make it to Bards Fest.
2: I can't make it to Bards Fest. What's the matter? I think oh, I my fractured gosh. my uvula. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> I don't. I think some of this. I think sometimes I think these are like deep sub, subconscious desires. Like I don't really want to go. So I got to come up with a reason. When I, I think it was. So I'm going to wreck yeah. my bike. I don't. I don't want. To know. Eat, I don't want to have to eat Jim's barbecue. No, so. I heard it tastes like butt. <laughs> well, <laughs> you did. Did you cook pork butt? That's what I want to know.
2: I, you know what? Let me tell you something. Here's a little inside baseball. Okay. Pork butt is really pork shoulder. Oh, the but the butt on a the butt on a pig is the ham. Oh. And it wasn't Christmas, so we didn't have that. But I had some the other day. It's so not mean I ate a pig butt. Yeah. You, know. you, you did. Have, yeah. You were eating pig butt. It's yeah. better than the saff, though. Dude, did you see that
0: video of those worms coming out of that pork?
2: <sighs> yes. That was in, what was that in that? That was in a chili's in, in, uh, oh, Maria just, Del Mar, I think, I somewhere in California. To
0: barf. So if you haven't yes. seen this, everybody, there's this video where they take a slab of pork, this woman does. Oh, she, yes. And she takes Pepsi because pepsi's got a high acid content and mm-hmm. she pours it over the top of this raw chunk of pork and she just says watch and pretty soon you start to see this weird movement and, and i'm not kidding about this it's like all over the meat little things start coming and then she she rinses it off and adds more and then all of a sudden these white worms come pouring out of this damn piece of meat and i'm like yeah. i can't do this i'm gonna that's check.
2: why we don't eat pork sushi
0: and, and this is why you cook your pork through. But just to imagine. But mm-hmm. well, I guess that's probably why pork gives you extra protein, right?
2: Well, I was going to say, if you cook it right, those don't
0: turn into bad things. They turn into protein. They're like grubs. Right. So you're getting you're getting pork and grubs. It's like mm-hmm. nice. so. So for those of you that like pork tacos, you're going to get pork taco grubs in there too. We may have pork ribs, okay? So that doesn't mean they're
2: going to have worms in the ribs. Those are just in the butt. You better those not. Those in the butt. there's in the buttage.
0: Oof, it's just, that was rough. I can't. It was hard. It, it was hard, it, it it was, was hard it, to watch. It was hard to watch and hard to have a taste for pork after that, I'll tell you. I, ugh, golly. Jim, thanks, man. Awesome. You're welcome, brother. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks for jumping on to the last minute. Appreciate it. It's been a casual oh, you evening. Bet you betcha, baby. All right. God bless you, man.
2: You too, brother. God bless you.
0: All right, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. That was Jim Conley. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'm going to see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
3: Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe again Dive into the deepest end Oh